Welcome to this Technocast presented by the National TUPSSO Franchise Owners Association. Uh, today's Technocast is actually part two, uh, evolution part two, and is an extension of the Technocast from last week. I wanted to uh, start out this week by uh, offering a definition for evolution. And as it is in the dictionary, it is a process of change in a certain direction, a process of continuous change from a lower, simpler, or worse to a higher, more complex, or better state. The process of working out or developing. In last week's Technocast, uh, we provided an article um, written for Entrepreneur Magazine, which was entitled, The Key to Working Well with Your Franchisees. Uh, this article uh, was brought to my attention uh, through the Association's Communication Network. Uh, our communication network uh, is a tremendous resource for our members. Uh, it's been copied, but it, uh, it certainly has never been duplicated. Uh, several members referred to and offered their thoughts about the article that was written by contributor Mark Siebert. I certainly don't want to question Mr. Siebert's perspective from a journalist's point of view, but uh, rather offer some thoughts from someone who has been in a franchise system for 35 years uh, in two different franchise systems and from someone that has volunteered and participated in the uh, advisory system for nearly half of those uh, 35 years. Uh, management reminds us that our business must evolve uh, to keep ahead of our competition and meet the ever-changing needs of our customers. Uh, this is evolution at its finest, and I, I wholeheartedly agree. Uh, while management uh, correctly views evolution as a requirement for the retail side of our business, uh, that same perspective eludes management on the franchise side of the business. This is a perspective that uh, also eludes Mark Siebert from Entrepreneur Magazine as well. Evolution does not pick and choose, but touches everything. This is a concept that the Japanese refer to as Kaizen, uh, called constant improvement. I'd first like to share some thoughts about the Entrepreneur article and then share one possible evolution for the future. One of the key statements made in the article was, the key to successful relationships is trust, and trust starts with communication. Communicate openly and honestly with your franchisees and be concerned with their profitability uh, as well as your own. Uh, wow, that's, uh, that's certainly a powerful statement. And I would ask uh, those of you that are listening today, uh, ask yourself, do you feel that all the communications that you receive from the franchisor is open and honest? Uh, then also ask yourself if you believe the franchisor is as interested in your profitability as it is in the franchise's profitability. Another statement in the article I found interesting was, good franchisors are careful to create multiple venues of constructive dialogue, annual conventions, regional meetings, and advisory and advertising councils all provide for this two-way communication. To be effective, however, the communication needs to be more than frequent. It needs to be honest, get caught in a single half-truth, and you destroyed the trust with your franchisees forever. Uh, for frequency, you have to give manage management at least an A-. minus. They provide a lot of communications. Uh, one of the questions that you have to ask yourself is, is that communications two-way? Do you feel the communications are honest? Do you find the dialogue constructive? So those are just a couple of things that 
you know, we ask you to kind of take a look at and think about a little bit. At another point, the article, um, Mark said, finally, to be effective, you have to genuinely care about the success of your franchisees. Good franchisee relationships start with a franchisor that is, for first and foremost, committed to the franchisee success. That c commitment, more than anything else, needs to permeate the franchisor organization at every level. We now have a, about 4,500 stores in the system. We have store numbers near the 7,000. That means that well over 2,500 stores, once opened, are no longer in operation. Were there 2,500 bad operators? Were there 2,500 locations that were poorly approved? Did the franchisor genuinely care about the success of those 2,500 stores? Again, more questions for thought. The Entrepreneur article also addressed the advisory system, saying one of the most important elements to support positive communi communications is the Franchise Advisory Council, FAC. Almost every healthy franchise system has an, an active advisory council program. Mark goes on to say, a good FAC is generally established by the franchisor, designed to facilitate communications between franchisees and the franchisor, and between franchisees themselves, meant to provide a vehicle for franchisee involvement and leadership, run with a specific agenda, responsible for communicating its minutes with franchisees, governed by bylaws that address such issues as communication, confidentiality, composition, term limits, and purpose. He goes on to say, a good FAC is not a decision-making body, a negotiating body, a vehicle for franchisees to forward their personal agenda or resolve individual franchisee conflicts. And he continues to say, and facts can be made up of elected members or have members appointed by the franchisor, chaired by the franchisor or franchisee delegates, attended or not by franchisor management, paid for travel, food, and logic by the franchisor. There's a lot said here, much of which I agree with. What is not said here, though, is that this type of advisory system needs to evolve just as the retail side of the business must. Much of what Entrepreneur identifies as what is good for FAC is pretty close. What a FAC is not and what FAC can be needs to be looked at a little closer. I would share with you that these advisory bodies should be a decision-making body, at least in the sense that franchisee and franchisor should work together from the very inception of new ideas, new programs, new marketing strategies. They sh these should be developed from the very beginning together. The measure of success of this approach needs to be that dialogue should continue until the outcome meets the customer's expectations, the franchisor's expectations, and the franchisee's expectations. This is a totally different and new approach to the advisory system. This is not a negotiation, but a better way of doing business in, into the future. We certainly don't want to have... Uh, an approach to a new program be a negotiations. This would not be good for the customer, certainly not good for the franchisor, and be difficult for the franchisee. This new approach takes vision by both the franchisor and the franchise community. Not all franchisees can see the bigger picture and want to work toward that picture, bigger picture. 
As identified by Mark earlier in the article, uh, many franchisees will simply be interested in trying to have their personal issues resolved. This is, this is certainly not the purpose of a, of a development body. Evolution is needed and is inevitable. These advisory bodies sh- should not be franchise advisory councils, but franchisee development councils, FDC. These FDCs should be co-chaired by the franchisee and franchisor representatives. They sh- this should be done together, not one side and then the other side. They should be attended by franchisee management. There is nothing more deflating than coming up with great progress on an issue or a new program or a new initiative or a new solution and having to see if it can be approved. When a decision can be made, make it. Delegates should be both elected and appointed. This again from the franchisor side is critical. This is necessary to both sides to to ensure that you have individuals with vision that are willing to work until the customer's needs are met, that the franchisee's needs are met, and that the franchisor's needs are met at the same time. All parties need to be genuinely concerned about each other's success. This is evolution. The Entrepreneur article reminds us that not meeting these expectations, not providing a positive approach to this process, often what comes next will not be pretty, and it often involves legal counsel. Entrepreneur highlights that in large franchise systems, the franchisor may use a series of regional facts. In the past, we referred to these as DACs, Division Advisory Councils, and we actually tried to uh, set this type of advisory system up er at an early point when the franchisees were getting together uh, to try to improve the system. This is actually how the association was born or got started when the idea for the DAC Uh, was dropped by the uh, area representation and management in our area. The DACs were meant to feed into an overarching fact so that all franchisees feel that they're getting an opportunity to participate. This is only effective if it meets the objectives in the previous couple of paragraphs. Again, working on issues from the very beginning, uh, from the initiatives from the very uh, inception, making sure that the customer's expectations are met, that the franchisee's expectations are met, and that the franchisor's expectations are met. Another important concept that the magazine touches on is an old Ronald Reagan quote, trust but verify. This must also be a two-way street. Operational consistency, formerly referred to as compliance, is important to both parties. Everyone wants the brand from the customer's perspective to grow and grow stronger. The franchisees that challenge this perspective perspective should be dealt with appropriately. When the franchisor oversteps the customer's expectations with a big brother approach, this does not grow the brand in the customer's eyes. As Entrepreneur says, this can lead to us versus them environment instead of the right environment for the customer. And in fact, the best franchisors make make it a point of knowing how their franchisees feel. So where does that leave us with evolution? You as franchisees must answer some of the points raised in the article. Food for thought, as they say. Management must develop the vision to to evolve, to grow this franchise and brand into the future. I've always said that the most valuable asset in the UPS store franchise system is you, the franchisee. If the advisory council system were to evolve into a development system where all parties work together to meet the customer's 
the franchisees and the franchisor's expectations and kept working on an initiative, a program, or an idea, marketing concept, great things could be achieved together. Mutual respect, mutual consistency, mutual growth, mutual benefits. A franchise development council made up of the best from management, the best from the franchise community working together to come up with the best, not just listening and working together, uh, is a vision for the future. It is a vision that must be embraced at all levels if it's to work. If upper management were to uh, step up and see the vision and the, the benefits in the future, this would be great, but it must permeate all levels of management. This is something that they must be able to have a vision for and to be able to communicate through all levels down, through all levels of management. Does management have this vision? Do franchisees have what it takes to embrace a new and better way? Can we embrace evolution? Only the future holds these answers. I personally have seen it work before, and I hope to see it work again in the future. Thanks for listening to this Technocast presented by the National TUPSSO Franchise Owners Association. Uh, this has been Keenan Pettit. I'm the president of the association. We hope that we've given you something to think about. And if you do have any comments or inputs for concerning uh, this Technocast or any Technocast for the future, uh, please email us at association at tupssofoa.org. Thanks for listening and good luck in the future.